morning, Chicago and the rest of the world. You want some game? Life game. Welcome to the season five. Episode one of the Money Sex Gen X podcast. We are spreading love today the MSG way by talking about something very important, how to run your family like a million dollar business. What's up, everybody? How you doing, Stu? What's going on, E-Money? We are back. We're back. We're back. We're in the house. Album number five. Album number five, bro. We're doing it. We're doing it. That's right. I am Mr. Eric McLeod, a.k.a. E-Money. Uh-huh. The Scotty Pippen of Life Game. Wow. Wow. Always tipping, but never slipping. Eee. Word. And I'm Word. joined by the Titan of Team Tech. Music mogul in the making, uh-huh. the jigger, the stock figures. Oh, my co-host, my co-CEO, the co-creator. Give it up for Big Stu. Bo, 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 bo. Lick a shot, lick a shot. We up in here. We up in here, man. How's it feel to be in season five, fam? Man, it feels great. We are blessed, brother. I love the consistency. I love the growth. Glad to be here, brother. Glad to be here. Me and you both, man. The show is growing. It's, it's, it's steady and consistent growth. We were talking about that um, before the show, so I, I love it. We're yeah. continuing to give up that life game, and we're going to take it to an even greater level in season five. Life game. You want some game? Life game. Life game. Love it. Love it. Love, love, it. love it. We're doing it. Hey, Stu, you got any merch you want to show the people? I know you the, you are a product genius. Yeah, yeah. I just want to, you know, show the people a little merch, man. We got a little merch. Um, we got some new stuff that's dropping in season five. We got some new stuff because, you know, hey, it's, you know, we got some just as the season evolves, just recognize we have some new merch coming. And guess what, E? What's up? It's holiday shopping season again. Yes, it is. Yes, it's it holiday is. shopping season again. So get your mugs, get your throw blankets, get your get your That's the one champion right tea. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Get, get your stuff, man. Come on and get your merch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, we got a few things. Please head over. I got my mug right here, you know? Okay. Mm. Yeah, I represent too, man. I got the one with the red piping. That's my the favorite. Red piping. That's one of your favorites. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. So go ahead over there. Money Sex Gen X Podcast.com. Or you can just go shop moneysexgenx.com. That's what's up. Grab you some merch. Grab you some merch, man. It's, so, it's, real, it's a real thing when you got a product designer on the team. Wow. People don't know how to product design like that, man. And we got Stu on the team holding us down. That's stuff that I didn't even didn't even come into my mind. We got merch and it looks great. Looks great. It. Well, hey, look, you can't have dope product design if you don't have a dope product designer. And thanks to E Money for putting together the logo. Yeah, man. I which which has equity bro it has it has value man no doubt no doubt our brand equity is getting stronger and stronger and if you're out there watching the show look we are in over 300 countries no we're in over 30 countries now the show is being listened to in over 30 countries 
in over 300 cities globally. Mm -hmm. So we are very excited about that. As you know, we have a video format of the show. We have the audio. Mm -hmm. And we are super excited. We're able to get this Gen X perspective out to the whole entire globe. So that's what's up. If you're out there watching the show, drop Life Game mm. in the comments. Life Game. We're really heavy on this Life Game. That's our lane. That's the lane that we're in. We're trying to give information that people can use to better their lives. Indeed. Uh, we've Indeed. had a lot of younger cats and a lot of younger uh, younger ladies come to us and say, hey, you know, you all are dropping some jewels that we had questions about. We couldn't necessarily talk to our mother, father, people like that about. So we able to get some clarity. So we want to keep that momentum rolling. Absolutely. Drop life game. Life game. And be sure y'all go like, comment and subscribe mm. to, you know, if you're not following us on YouTube, yeah, you know. Do that. Check in with us right here on the Facebook and YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, and please share. Share. Please do that. Very good point. Yeah, man. Got to do that. Let other people know what's happening. Yeah. So, man, Stu, we got a topic today that you and I decided to do that I really wanted to kind of get into for a while. And that's this conversation of looking at the family as a business. Mm. So our show title, again, is how to run your family like a million dollar business. Wow. Was like a business. And then we threw the million dollar business in there. We'll talk about why. But is this something that you've seen in the media or in your personal life or personal conversations with people this, this topic discussed? Not 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 a, not a conversation, not discussed. Really? Okay. I think no, not no, no. I I don't think I've ever, you know. But hey, my purview is short. It's small, man. It's limited. You know, I got blinders on. I be like head yeah, down, you know. But I haven't, and just in my ecosystem, I don't, I don't remember ever hearing a conversation about how to run your family like a million dollar business or like a business at all. But I do recognize either some families do. You know, some, I mean, you got the Rockefellers, man. Let's go back there. You know what I mean? You got the, you know, the, the, you know, you got some families that have some, you know, they, they operate like a business, but I, I've never, I ain't never heard this conversation. I've never heard this conversation, bro. Me either, man. I mean, I did a, you know, we had our research team do some research. So there are some articles out there mm -hmm. that were cool. I was actually surprised that the articles were actually named that. So it's some, it's some oh. stuff floating around, but. I didn't see any people of color address the topic in writing. I haven't seen any kind of like discussion like this at all, like a video based discussion. So maybe we're being innovative today and breaking some new ground, I hope. But um, yeah, we're going to dig into it. So let's dive into it. You know, how to run your family like a million dollar business. So we always try to start off our, our conversations with our segment, Actual Factuals. Yeah. If you're new to the show, that's just our attempt to bring some kind of statistic or research-based foundation to the conversation before we start interjecting our own thoughts and views. Indeed. So our research is being provided by Olivine Spencer Consulting. Mm, thank Gotta you. let you know that. So if you need some market research, check them out. Olivine Spencer Consulting, they can definitely hold you down. Right. So the way we're going to approach this through, let's get a couple of definitions out of the way. We're going to be technical first and we're going to just get into it. So 
when we say the word family, we wanted to talk about what do we mean by that word? Now, I'm going to ask you an obvious question, but like, what do you think when you hear the word family? What is the definition of a family to you? See, now you got me all thinking all <laughs> overthinking the damn word. Like, got man, I, okay, so I don't want to overthink it, but when I think about family, man, I think about my lineage. I think about my offspring. I think about my 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 you know current significant other or you know okay. the mother of my children. You know okay. my 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 parents, my my siblings. I think about you know the people that are part of my bloodline. Okay. Also, sometimes it's people that are not officially blood. They kind of you know they're not blood, but I I'm from the old school. I got people in my family. I call aunts and uncles and cousins that are not not my part of my DNA. You know, they don't have. We don't share the same blood. Right. But so I think about loyalty and the people that is in my lineage. All right. We think about it the same. I, yeah, I got people that I consider brothers that are my biological. You know, so yeah, I think I don't know if it's like that in other cultures, but in in our culture, we definitely have that. Like family goes beyond the nuclear family. So when I was in school, I was in some class and like the nuclear family. I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And all it is, is a family that consists of the, well, that's, that's the next step we're going to get to, but the nuclear family is the mother, the father and the children. That's okay. all it is. It's a family okay. way, special way of saying, I guess, fancy, whatever mother, father, children. So how to, run your family like a million dollar business talking about the mother, the father and children. So that's one lane we could go down. Then we got the the other lane that Stu was talking about. And I like this definition. It's family consists of the people who support and love you and the people you can confide in and trust. Yeah. That's a bigger deal to me, man. I, I, I can't lie to you. Yeah. When I think about family, that that is a bigger deal. People who support and love me for who I am and the people that I can really tell my business yeah. and not worry about any type of repercussions. Now, I got a clarifying question here for you, man. I know we're doing the actual factuals right now. Mm-hmm. But is friends, friends and family different? I think they can be the same. Well, no, yeah, I think they're different. I, I believe they're different because I could be friends with you and not consider you fam. That's right. me. Because right? it's like we're cool. We can hang out and all of that and have a really great time. But I don't really trust that person with my life, per se. So, uh, again, and, and, and look, we unpacking this for the first time. We didn't have a conversation about this before bringing it to this platform. At all. <laughs> so we're being fully transparent as we're trying we eric eric and i believe we can give you some life game but this is the conversation so i want to clarify okay right because it sounds like when i i could take out friends are people who support and love you and the people who can confide in you can confide in and trust family consists of people who love who support you and you know like, I don't, but they're very different to they me because are. I have some family who don't support me. Maybe they love me, maybe, mm-hmm. but they don't support, right? And I don't confide in and I don't trust. Okay. So family 
But then I got some, I don't even, friends, friends is not a term that I throw around lightly at all. Yeah, me either. I got the guys. The homies. I got, I got some 30 years that I probably wouldn't, you know, let in my house without me being home. No doubt. No doubt. But they still, you know, they still cool. You know? They still cool, but I, you know. I, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. So, yeah. Family, by, we're just going off of this definition. Uh, colloquialism, the, ter- the colloquialism term. Family is the people who, generally speaking, you can support and love you. You can confide in and trust. And you can interchange that word family with friends, right? But we're talking family. Dig in, big stew. Dig in, man. Big I'm trying. Stew. I'm trying. Yeah. I want to get it right, man. I want to get this right. I think I'm almost there with you. I'm going to just say this. And, and this is what's cool about this. We're, we're both trying to figure this out as we're talking. So I look at it like this. I think the first thing that a person would have to think about with this family, like a business thing, is like, Who's on that level for me to even attempt to do something like this? Because I, like you said, if there's a distinction of certain types of friends, most of my friends, I can't build a business with them. Mm-hmm. But fam, and maybe we, maybe it should be how to build a million dollar business like with fam. Fam is like the people that hold you down. You know what I mean? To me, you know what I mean? It's not your family. It's fam. It's like the people that's going to really be about it. It might be some of your family, but it might not be. Does that, does that make any sense? Yes. As a matter of fact, so it, I just, it just crystallized for me a little bit. You got to define with people. It, it, you got to define it for yourself where these people fall in line in your life, period. Like You got to define it. Are you, are you my friend? Are you my family? Are you just a colleague? No you know, you just a, a homie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I keep it surface with you. Are you somebody that I can confide in and trust? You gotta. You ha- again. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about the definition of it. Definition. Yeah. So define it. Define. Who it. are the people? Who are the people mm-hmm. who support you? Right. Who are the people who love you? Who are the people you can confide in and trust? That's right. And we would consider those people, biological or not, family. There you go. I love that. And that's and, and if, when you do that, you're already getting into that million dollar mindset. You're already getting into a business framework because as you and I both know, anytime you do a startup, you do have to do that reflection and start figuring out, okay, who might be good for this? It's not everybody, and you get your short list, and then you go to your short list and tell them what's up, and then you try to build with those people from there. So I love what you're saying. You got to be thoughtful on the front end and figure out who's who and what's what. The real family are the ones that we're talking about or suggesting that you could build this business with. I like that. Okay. Maybe everybody. Perfect. So I, I think that's a little bit of life game. You know, be thoughtful. Figure out who's who, what's what. Now, now that's just the basic thing that you have to do. Now, we talk about business. And um, I think we have a definition of business, but or I, I, I think I forgot to put it in there. But when we say business, we're really just talking about a entity or a group that has aspirations to have a profitable venture. 
So people typically go into business to make money. So we're talking about making money and then turning a profit. All right. That's the definition of a business. But when we talk about a million dollar business, that's a little bit different to me. And I wanted to talk to Stu about this. So when we throw the million dollar in there, Stu, it's not so much to me about the monetary value. It starts going into this perceived success. Right. Perceived success. Perceived success. Yeah. Because some people and I think about. I don't want to bring this guy's name up, but you have individuals that have like literally paid the press to show them in a certain light that's more favorable than their actual situation. And you know who I'm referring to, right? So it is all about perception versus what's really going on with the person. What what do you think? Actually, actually, Eric, I I don't want to, I don't know who specifically you're talking about because that's just a thing in business. When you think about your business, you you are paying your publicist or your marketing team to to shine a perception a certain way. Period. Like so I I when I hear that I'm like I hear lots of lots of people do that, right? That's true. I was referring to a, a past president that we had and Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we made a deal. That, made a deal with the press. Okay. They would show him and use these keywords to reference him, he would give them X, Y, Z. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. You can use your imagination. It wasn't that long ago. But yeah, I want to get your thoughts on like, when we say million dollar, is that start, does your mind start thinking about successful when you hear that word? Public success, I would say too. Like when we hear people in the media and they say, this person is a millionaire, that's public now. It's not a private thing. Right. What do you think about that? Is okay. that how, what's your perception of that? Well, as I'm learning, man, on my journey, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's gray. It's a gray area. It's, 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 it's actually, and I'm trying to live in more black and white, but that's, that's hazy to me. Because when I think about that level of success, I think it gets quieter. Like I want to, I, I, you know, but but depending on who you are and what you're doing and, you you know, people may or may not know you. For example, just came out this week that the, you know, chairman of Worldwide Technologies is the, you know, is a black man and he's the second richest man in America. Most people have never, ever heard of this dude. Right. But his company is a privately owned company. Indeed. You know, so most people have never heard of this dude, but they've heard of Jay-Z, they heard of Kanye, they heard of Elon, they heard of Bezos, they've ne- you know what I mean? So I think, and that's a blueprint for me when I think about million dollar businesses, it's like, it really gets kind of humble and quiet. Humble and quiet. Okay. I can rock with that. I can yeah. rock. So maybe it's the opposite of what I was saying. So it's being okay, if I'm hearing you right, with being successful behind the scenes. Yeah. Where where many people who don't necessarily have a million dollar mindset or actually be are millionaires, they're trying to constantly make you feel like they're successful or millionaires. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you when you come from us out of slavery, bro, out of brokenness, where you want to you want to Django this thing, man. The the dudes say Django, you could wear whatever you want to wear. Django showed up, man, in that. You know, bright suit with the, you know, and they looking at this dude like it because you ain't never had nothing. So now you get a little something. 
you want to show it. You want to, but that ain't, that ain't, you know, I'm learning that you fall back. Just, just start wearing the same hoodie and jeans every day. You know what I mean? Like throw off game. Yeah. (laughs) It might save your life too. You know, might save your life. Might save your life. Yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, though, E. I, I, you, you, you absolutely did. It makes me think about a lot of different stuff. I mean, I'll say this. I've heard a lot of successful people say, and I think this is a real thing. It's like it's hard sometimes to be successful and be quiet, even though you know that that's the right thing to do, because it's like you've spent all this time trying to become successful, and then you can't even really talk to anybody about it. Damn. And I used to wonder why celebrities and people like that would always say, it's lonely at the top. You know, I'm like, it's lonely at the top. What are you talking about? But I think I'm understanding better. Part of that loneliness is now here you are, you're a multimillionaire. You can't even talk to your friends about that. Or family. Your homeboy, your family, because you're worried about all these different things. Like, you know, that's how Yeah, people will. You see it. We see it in the media. This is an obvious one. Strangers have an opinion about a piece of information that they get about you. And then they just go down a rabbit hole. You don't even know me. You don't know me. You don't know my, you don't know the story. You know what the article said or what the TMZ headline says or the, what you heard somebody say. And now you're forming an opinion about me. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, now I don't know who to trust. And of course, you know this. You know, you can start getting, you know, people start hearing that you're having some success in business. They assume it's money. And now it's like, man, I need, hey, let me, hey, man, I know I ain't talked to you in a while, man. Let me hold some. I need to get my muscle. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And oh, wow. and so I going back to I have a I have a family member who is extremely wealthy. And I remember years ago going to this guy, you know, with a business idea. I need $20,000. And he was just like, bro, no, no. Um, one, you don't have an idea even flushed out enough. And then two, um, because you don't have an idea flushed out enough, uh, if I just gave you this 20000 no, one, I you can never come back again. Because if you run out of it, then you're just going to keep coming back to me. And it. I cannot be your personal ATM. Yeah, for sure. And that was the that was a very, very uh, useful, enlightening conversation. For the first 30 seconds, I was like, what? You what? But then I understood what that means. And this kind of speaks to the point that we're talking about here. True indeed. And I was about to ask you this family member that you're talking about, because this made me think about Jay-Z and Beyonce, for example. Mm-hmm. When, when this topic came up, they're one of the first images that came in my head. I'm not really sure why, per se, because I don't know if they tell the public necessarily how they run their household. Mm-hmm. But because they are perceived, they're known to be millionaires, I just have it in my mind that they run a very business-like type family. Mm-hmm. That just could be my imagination. It could be totally wrong. It'd be nice to get if some of these people would start sharing. LeBron James is another person that came up. Um, I love to know, like, how do they approach family? I believe in my mind that it's probably kind of like what we're talking about. But I'd love to get some more concrete examples. But your cousin 
and I know you're not going to say his name, and I'm sure he would not want you to, but did you not, get right. any indication of how he runs his family? No, I don't. I don't. I don't have any indication. That's how that's how insulated he is, which is great, right? right. So I, I can see that. Like, be insulated. Insulate. Like, I, I, you know, aside from that guy, Jay-Z, how often do you see this dude in the public? Like, how often do you see him in interviews? How Insulate. That's one, right? So Beyonce, I don't see her at all. And I, I see Jay a little more. I don't see Beyonce in interviews at all. Right. So <laughs> that's that's my takeaway is like insulate. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but a person, a, a family that I look at that I like a lot is um, Percy Miller, Master P. Oh, man. I'm Master P seems to run his stuff like a, and he yeah. says it. Yeah, this a family. This a this a family business. I can, right. I'm putting my kids on everything. Y'all gonna do this? Right. I think about Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson, the Jackson father, the Jackson family's father. Right. He was on it as a business. You know, like y'all gonna do this? And I've always wanted to kind of figure out that perfect balance between a Joe Jackson and somebody who is a little more liberal and allows spontaneity in their life right yeah man I, i'm feeling that I, I think about melvin van peebles that recently passed away in his son mario i always felt like now that we're talking getting a little deeper into this so they're in the film and media i always felt like they had sort of a business-minded approach to the family being involved in film and media but still we don't know for sure what the nuggets are but I just felt like that was the case. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, we got a couple of examples out there. Mike Tyler said, Dr. Stu is teaching. <laughs> you know, What's up, Mike Tyler? You know, I'm glad to see Mike back with us. But, okay, so let's get a little bit deeper into this. So we've kind of defined, like, a foundation. Now, we don't want to get into a lot of cookie-cutter stuff. We want to get as deep into this as we can. So let's start talking about, so basically the family as a firm, and then I started thinking about taking the good from corporate and using it at home or in your circle if you've been in that environment. Now, let's start talking about stuff like this. Key performance indicators for mm. the family. Woo. Now, this would assume, Stu, that you've already got a mission for the family. You've got a vision statement. Maybe uh. we need to go back and talk about that before we jump to the KPIs. But you would definitely need those things in place. And some people would say you could actually put together a family business plan. You should. I'm on that big time currently in my own family. Um, and, and, you know, that's the chat. But I'm trying to. What's our legacy? What do we stand for as a family? What does this mean to be? What are the expectations of this? family yes and it's not just the family under your roof right it's that family that we define family we talked about right right and so just to go back the people who like yeah. so if you in my circle yeah. you in my family yeah. what are the expectations of us right as a unit so that's important now the kpis dig in you put us on man what are you thinking Wait, you know what? I, before I do that, I got to talk about something that me and you talked about in person when we were hanging out one day. We were talking about a young man that's in our circle 
that we wanted to sort of ensure he would be successful. And I was telling you this story about Bill Clinton and how this group of wealthy business people went to him when he was young. They saw he was charismatic. They saw he had some potential or whatever. And they basically said to him, we're going to scoop you up and make sure you're successful. We just need you to do X, Y, Z once you make it. Mm-hmm. And I guess they knew like this guy can maybe be the president or whatever. And he probably met those expectations. But it takes me back to what we were just talking about, because it's like I just thought about like, what if you go to your friend and you say, yo, I want to do everything in my power for you and I to be successful. I've never even had that type of conversation with a friend. Have you like <sighs> this very intentional? Like you and I talk, but I've never said, hey, you know, I want to make sure we're both. No, that's that's, that's, that's not true. E. That's not true. E. That's you and I more, do it man. all the time. You nah, and I I'm do it all the time. But, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not talking about like let's support each other and all that. I'm talking about very intentional steps to ensure that this other person is going to be successful. Okay. All right. Like, all right. I'm ta- all beyond right. talking, like, yo, I got five meetings set up for you this, that, and the other, and here's the end game. This is where I see you. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to give you money, whatever whatever it takes. Mm. Have you ever mm. done that? No. Um, no, it doesn't It doesn't hit me immediately like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say not, no, no. Now, what were you referring to that you said you and I have done? Oh, man, we always are talking about, specifically when it comes to like this show, the conversation we just had in the pregame about Helping each other, like me possibly helping you out in the business. Like, we're all, you and I are always like, bro, got this opportunity. How do we help each other? Like, you know, we, although it was under a, a um, professional business setting, but we've sat down to chop it up about here's what the success plan looks like. Right. So, you and I have these conversations, but I think this is important as we talk about building families. That and maybe it's just is just I was thinking about this a little bit last night. This could just be my age, bro. Whereas like now, when you think about getting with a person, you know, what is the game plan? What are the expectations? What how can we move? Right, right, right. No doubt. It can't Uh, just be about, you know, a big button smile. Sure. Or, be, even, or even with a, a male acquaintance, it's like, you know, what are we friends for? Like, what are we, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're fam, but like, what? okay, that's cool, right? I trust you with my life, but can we take that to the next level? I've got people in my network that I do consider fam, but I have not been able to get them into that mindset. And not that I may, I maybe been presented in the best way or whatever, or whatever, but it's like, yo, if we trust each other with if we trust each other with the lives and, and I can leave you with my wife and my kid, why not do business together? Yeah. But what I've experienced is that the people that I've came to with that, they're too caught up in the type of business. In my mindset, not to say that I'm right and they're wrong, but I don't care what business it is. If we trust each other on that level, let's just let's just figure it out but work together to get an outcome. This would this would take, my response to that would take us off topic, but you got to have, and this is about who you let in your circle, which is why many families or many circles are going to be small 
because you got to be on it. You got to be aside. You got to let the ego go. You got to you got to be you got to trust. You got to trust that person enough. And a lot of times, especially we as a people, we don't have that level of trust. We, we have we have too many other we have too many other factors that get in the way of, you know, it's it's like you get into competition automatically if you don't have the right mindset. So you you know that's that's part of the reason why it doesn't happen so organically and so easy because part of oh life game bro part of this conversation is about breaking generational curses like oh, we're sure. setting the blueprint yeah so for future generations this is how you do it this is how you do it this yeah. is how you do it so we don't have a blueprint for setting up our black families right right for success for we don't have that so we're creating that in this conversation and like you said there are articles out there already white paper studies research is out there already but this is what we're adding to this to this conversation right now this is yeah. how you establish your family for success no doubt these Stop. are kind of like the instructions on how to approach it because i was thinking about how i would talk to my son about I was thinking about when I was a kid and my dad talked to me about girls. It was not it was it was more like get all you can get, son. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't about hey, 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 hey. Don't be just picking these buckethead girls, man. Like, listen, bro, everybody ain't worthy to be can't are these things. And then so now you start to going back, you start to set a standard. Set a standard. You made me think about something else, how at some point in our time, and people still do this, they had arranged marriages. Yeah. Arranged marriages. Wow. And remember the cotillions and the Jack and Jill and all of that? Mm. Now that I'm talking about this with you, that's I think all of that's part of their business planning process. Like we're going to create this network of people, mm -hmm. Jack and Jill, the people who go to the cotillion to ensure our success because this is our pipeline of talent for future marriages, business partners. It could even be the reason why some people want to be in fraternities and sororities and things of that nature. Um, and it, we, out, if you're out there, you might disagree or agree. That's fine. But I'm just saying their intent, I think mm -hmm. they're trying to use a planning mechanism and create a network for success. And they're considering and look, these people yeah their family yeah and and i agree with that and and let's make let me make this clear i understand that 100 of the people are not going to be on board with the best intentions it's just impossible because people just tend to disagree sometimes so you know that's okay too so it, it doesn't mean that we stop trying and I don't know if we need them to agree. I think that's another area for growth for myself. Like, I don't think we need people to agree 100% with us. We it's don't. Just like that's right now, point. you and I are having this conversation. I can respect the fact that you might have a, well, now I can. I can respect the fact that you might have a slightly different perspective on things. I think we have to kind of learn from that as, I don't even want to say as a people, as human beings, like, it's okay. We can still build a million dollar family and not, Think about everything the same as long as we have the commitment to the outcome. Got to commit the commitment Ooh. to the outcome, and that's a different mindset, dude. 
You are committing to the outcome. Committing to the outcome, not. The and so you'll do whatever you say. That say that again. E say that. And that's a T-shirt. You're committing to the outcome, oh. not the situation at hand. Oh, what if Ooh, I lived my life like that every day? I would be way further along. Ooh. That, that sounds great, but it's like, wow! If you do that, you're on another level. Life game, another, brother. That's definitely life game. So. Ooh. That is part Commit of our instructions that are emerging in this conversation, committing to that. And don't we do that every time we work with a startup or some not-for-profit that we founded or whatever? You're, you're really looking into the future. And in business terms, that would be the vision, right? Ooh. How will the world be different? They always say, how will the world be different in five years because you started this business? Well, how will your family be different? Oh in five years we do not and and betty is betty is saying it we don't talk about the family nucleus enough we don't we, we don't. don't we can we complain about our kids and 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 and, and work on our, our, our loving relationships you know but we don't talk about this we don't. and this is man this is Bro, you didn't shut it down with this episode right here, bro. Nah, we doing it together. We doing this together, fam. Like this, Woo. and my wife said this conversation is refreshing. Woo. Nicole says committed to the outcome. Sheesh, yes, wow. this, this is a big deal. So, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the Money Sex Gen X podcast. We are in season five. This is episode numero uno. We are spreading love today with this conversation about how to build a million dollar, uh, no, what's the proper title? Let me get the proper title. How to run your family like a million dollar business, not just a business, but a million dollar business. Big Stu has put some stuff on my mind today. We talked about being quiet. We talked about having a vision. Big Stu alluded to having some core values and kind of understanding that everybody's not your family on this type of mission, right? They might be your biological. They might even be your nuclear, which yeah. is not your fam when we start thinking about being committed to these larger outcomes in our family. Let's keep going in this conversation, man, because it feel like we could be, we could do a whole workshop series idea around this, brother. You know, yeah. we could do a whole yeah, tour man. about this. And I this. thought about this, fam. I was like, this is just part one of this conversation. Woo! I can see us doing three, four parts. Of this I don't even know if we're going to get to all of that we need to get to today. I doubt it, but we're going to get in. We're going to dig in as much as we can. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. So um, so the basics, right? Mission, vision, core values. What's the plan? Uh, we talk about goals, obviously. Now, you and I went on uh, Jack Cameron show. Jack Cameron. What is, the name? What is Jack's? Male friendly media. I think that's yeah. the name of his show. Anyway, men of purpose, men of purpose, or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. he's committed to this. A lot of ideas that kind of jive with us. He's out in Baltimore. What up, Jack? Uh, when you and I were on his show, we talked about something fun, and that was having an org chart. Oh, okay. For the family, and we had a beautiful conversation because we were talking about how. You might not. Now we're both men, but we might not be the right CEO for the family. Ooh. We think about that, and, and yeah. a lot of people might have a problem with that. But um, maybe you're a better manager. Yeah. 
So let's talk about leadership. Leadership has to do with inspiring people and making them feel good. And these people will walk through a wall for you and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. That's the person at the top of the org chart. But then you have the manager people. A manager might not inspire you, but they know how to make sure you get something done. Mm -hmm. It might be taking out the trash. It might be going to get the mail. It could mm -hmm. be going to get another property. You might not mm -hmm. feel good while you're doing it, Stu, but you did it. Right. And most people are important. So let's talk about the org chart in the family. So are you the CEO of your family? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Are you the CEO? Oh. Now, we know yeah, you're the yeah, head. Yeah. We know yeah. you're the head of the family. Right now, I'm, I'm responsible as the CEO. I'm responsible for setting us up. I'm responsible for setting the mission. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Whether I'm, I'm an effective CEO at it is another question. But yeah, yeah, I'm the CEO. Okay. I, uh, I, I believe I'm the CEO. Okay. All right. I believe that's, I'm the CEO. Yeah, that's good. All right. Because it all, the success, if, if, if things go well, I'll give it to the, it's because of the family. But if something goes wrong, it rests on me. That was my response. So that's, I think that I'm willing to take that on. And that's what makes me the CEO. Okay. I'm feeling that. Uh, in my situation, I would say I'm the co-CEO, but what a role that my wife has that I think is extremely important. And I'm starting to hear more and more in business circles is my wife is the chief visionary officer Wow. of the family. Wow. She, what does she that has mean? more vision than me. Huh? What does that mean to be the chief visionary officer? The chief visionary officer is somebody who can kind of create those outcomes that we were talking about and say, hey, uh, Eric, I think we need to buy this apartment, this 10 unit apartment building, because when we get it, the kids will be able to use it for revenues when they get older. And then we can put it in the estate plan. They're able to see like 10 years out Ooh. and understand why we should do Ooh. a certain thing. That's amazing. Right? That's the chief visionary officer. Now, everybody probably feels like they have vision, but some people struggle with looking beyond the present moment. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Leadership versus manager versus project manager. Okay. Right. I think I'm an okay leader, but I think I'm probably a better manager in the family structure mm -hmm. uh, and a decent project manager I'm now explain it briefly briefly because we we gotta we don't you know but briefly explain the difference between the manager and the project manager i mean you talked about the manager is the one that's going to ensure that certain tasks get done oh, I, I think that's what you said yeah can you clear that up for me because it's unclear to me Would yeah so this is one of those things where i think everybody would have their own definition i view it like this the manager is the person that's just going to kind of force you to get something done but then you have projects that take time. So let's use real estate again. If you're going to get a property, we know it's like a hundred different steps. Who's the person in your family that's going to outline all the steps and make okay. sure we are going through the steps in a timely manner? That's the project manager. Okay. Person. okay. okay. All right. So it's very, very different. And you might be a manager, but not a project manager and vice versa. So I like, I don't like, okay, I want to change something. I don't like the CEO term when it comes to the family structure. What's the I like term? the chief visionary officer or the co-visionaries 
the COVID. That's what you got to have. Yeah. You got to have the co-visionaries or the co. You know, you got to have a, a vision, even if both. You know that everybody can, or not everybody, mom and dad, or the the two heads of households can agree. Like we're going to move forward in this matter. This is our vision. This is our end game. Yeah, man. But let me yeah, ask you okay. something tough, though. Let me ask you a tough question. Okay. What do you do when your spouse is not a visionary? Then you, then, then, then they got to own it, and then you be the visionary. They just got to buy into it. They don't have to have the be be the visionary. They just have to. You got to get them to buy into the vision. The same as you do at a company. Like the employees may not be the visionaries. We just got to sell them the vision. What does that look like? Let's give the people a little more game on that. So you're you're you got a difficult spouse, right? They're not mm-hmm. really trying to. They don't have the vision. They rock with you, but they don't have the same type of vision you got. And you're trying to get them to play ball with you, right? You're trying to get them to do what needs to be done in your mind. What are some things that you think you can do to get them on that page that they need to be on? Immediately when you say that, the first thing that comes to me is they must be. Maybe they're the type of person who's the uh, action speak louder than words. Show me. Show me. I don't want to hear these words. Show me. So then you got to go and show and prove. So, you know, um, and I think the more you can have those moments where you show and prove, then over time, however much time you're willing to give it, they'll buy into the vision. Like buy into it. So you got to go do it. I, you know, I'm smiling because this made me think about something else, man. You know, to do that, I feel like we got to have a stronger application process. See, that's what I'm saying. On the front end. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. As, 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 as men, I spent too much time focusing on the wrong thing. Wrong thing. We all did it. And I'm hoping that I can help my son, my son's. And my other men and my family begin to, you know, uh, have a different application process, <laughs> different set of standards. Different set of standards. Let's start checking some references, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> what if we check references on our perspective significant other? Because think about it. We're talking about doing something big on a very high level. Wouldn't you yeah. have to check a couple of things out to see if this yeah, everybody's gonna say the right thing in the beginning, but shouldn't you do some due diligence to see if this is actually the right CEO for your family or CVO, whatever it is? Don't you have to talk to somebody and see what's going on with this person? You do, you do, you do, you do. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of us would probably, you know, depending on your level of fear, you know, and depending on your risk tolerance level, you may or may not. You may be single. You may not. You know. You know what I mean. Because then that again going into another part of this conversation. Sometimes we do settle. Most times, factor non-verba. My damn. Hmm. Factor non-verba. Now, unfortunately, I don't know what that means, Mike. So I didn't take Latin. Facts. Facts over words. Facts over nope. words. That's what it, I think that's what he means. Give us a thumbs up if that's what it means, Mike. Facts over words. Facts show and prove, bro. I don't want to get on that lip service. So let's talk in business terms. Do your due 
diligence. Your due diligence. So in business, due diligence is undertaken to make sure you have all of the information that you need to do the deal. Hey, fellas, fellas, all the fellas out there specifically, I can't speak for women. That means you really got to be careful who you lay down and have sex with. You have to be careful because um, you you got to be sure that in case you conceive a child, I mean, you in, you in. So be be careful. I mean, and I, I think that becomes part of how you set the family up as you're raising, if you have young men in your family, boys in your family, then, you know, you got to, you got to, we got to set the difference. It can't be what my pops was telling me. Go get him, tiger. You know, like. Yeah. That's yeah. We've evolved. Knock him down. That knock was, him out. I mean, I think that was cool at one point. You know, yeah, knock him down. Knock <laughs> right, him right. down, son. And I mean, you can still knock him down, but it's like, you're not going to a certain place with that person. You know what I mean? It's like, we're not telling you to sit in your room by yourself, but it's just like, you don't commit certain actions with people that don't have the vision that you want to move your family towards a million dollar situation. You know what I mean? So it's important. It's important. We're going to keep rocking, but I think that's something to think about, you know, background checks. It's okay to check somebody's credit on the front end. Damn. If they're going to get upset about you checking your credit, their credit, I think that's a red flag. And if you're not willing to provide your credit report, that could be a red flag if we're trying to build a million dollar business. Dude. And it doesn't mean that you're like it, it. Right. You're just giving people the choice to to make to decide whether they want to continue with you or not. You can have terrible credit. It doesn't mean that, that that's a deal breaker. They just want to know what we're working with. We just, working just want to know what we're working with. That's all. What's your health situation? Can can I see your physical? You yeah, know? we don't have these conversations. We don't, man, man. But it is something we gotta. We don't have to do anything. But I'm just. I think what we're suggesting, we're trying to give up life game, is that these are things to consider. You might take a couple of things from this conversation, or you might take them all. But we're just saying, dig a little bit deeper on the human resources that you're bringing to your proposed family. Damn. Okay, well, it's nothing wrong with it because people do it to you, but you just might not realize it. I, I almost want to say that I feel like women are a little better at understanding who they're dealing with sometimes than maybe men are. I don't want to use blanket statements, but I do feel like when I've dated, they were maybe asking more questions than maybe I was when I was younger. It's like, what you asking me that for? Mm -hmm. He's asking you because this could be a deal breaker, depending mm -hmm. on what you say. So, okay, let's keep going. All right, we got the family brand. Now, this is something I really want to get your thoughts on because I feel like you have a pretty good understanding of branding. So if we're building a multi-million dollar family business and you're saying, okay, well, it's better to be quiet, how do you incorporate that into the brand though because there's some public element of the family yeah actually man i was just talking to my cousin um nicole about this um in our family you know the it, uh, perception uh, i might catch a little a little, yeah, <laughs> little sure. back backsplash over this <laughs> Here we go, y'all. <laughs> moment of yeah, there, there it is, right here. Look, there <laughs> you got to think about it first. But we might, you might do a little something. 
um you know my family is is a uh, big on perception brother like like how we perceive man like you know it's it's pervasive i mean and it's 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 important how you show up and how how you present yourself is important right and and clearly we have a family like we not we're not here for just spreading all of our business out in the streets like we not we not big on putting it on hearing it on facebook first okay yeah you know what i mean like that's good and, and we not big on sharing what ain't working either we we try to insulate which means sometimes it comes off as not being always forthcoming but the brand are you know the brand is based on perception right how we position how we show up so to the public to the public to the public for sure and and actually and and even in our silos of of families like one uh one office location may not share what's happening at with another office location what's happening behind closed doors yeah if that makes sense you it know what i mean does. it absolutely does you know i thought of something else too that you do that i think a family could use as a strategy to build their family brand which is give gifts to mm. people and not necessarily just on the holidays like you had came through to my crib a couple of weeks ago and you brought me a nice i mean this is a really nice piece of art Mm-hmm. that I'm now able to display in my in my uh, lower floor of my home. But it's like giving gifts of, of different magnitude to people would be a great strategy to me to have a good perception of your family out there. So actually, that's something that I got from my family. That's something that's a, some it's like um, my dad said, you never show up at a man's house empty handed. Great advice. Never show you never show up at anybody's house empty-handed. Really, you you're not supposed to. As well as if you're going to visit, technically, he's always said your visit shouldn't last more than forty-five minutes. Mm. You know, and so those are part of how you are able to brand yourself. And so now, when they see you, when they think about you, when they look at that thing, is like, oh man, it's. Man, that's that's a good dude, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good energy. People, you yeah, know, that creates a good energy. Another thing that I've seen people do on that same token, you have the people who send family holiday cards. Yeah, I think I'm understanding why that's powerful. The older I get, so you take the nice photo, you send the card for the holidays to some to other people. I think that's dope. Very powerful. Um, I think that people do things all the time where they might just send you a text of a, a, a special moment for their mm-hmm. family that they don't want everybody else to see, but they want you to see it. Mm-hmm. Or inviting people to events that is not, it's exclusive. Everybody's not there. Mm-hmm. So I think those are really strong ways to brand the family without telling all your business, right? So mm-hmm. we're strong but we're doing these small strategies and it's not just doing it as a strategy, but it's like, this is what our family represents. So we're just showing love to other people. Let me ask you a question. E. Yes, sir. Um, does your family have a Facebook group page? Yes. My mother's side of the family does. Um, my father's does not. So yeah. Okay. yeah and do. that's where you all, if you got something you well, like, how do you use it? 
you know what? It's really not used that often. Uh, it was being used often a couple of years ago. I said, my wife and I said we were going to start uh, our own and kind of invite people from all the different sides. But that one is not used as, as often as it used to be. I'm not sure what happened. And I wasn't really a contributor. I would look at the pictures and like them, but I really wasn't. I missed that opportunity. I missed it. And I, you know what? I'm not afraid to say my vision wasn't strong then. It, it, uh -huh. it was in some ways, but I think it was just more trying to come up financially. I wasn't thinking about that type of stuff. And I, and I now I, I think it's very, very important. Yeah. I, I too. I too. Oh, we got the. I'm, I'm over here in this conversation. The doggone chats is popping oh okay good good chats is popping uh i become the family member that sends holiday cards yes you are nicole yeah yes you are uh I, i'm sorry mike i got to it uh late i used to do that in the past but when people took advantage of it too much i stopped i'm not i'm i'm i don't hang on the, the gifts gifts the gifts and then nicole yeah because maybe nicole came right after that with gifts are cool Yes, sir. Gifts are cool. Yeah, it's a big deal. And, and look, and sometimes they don't. Now, what my lady is helping me to understand is how to pay more attention to people in in um in giving it. My lady, man, my lady is excellent at giving gifts. And but what is not just about she's not it's not that she's excellent in giving gifts, she's excellent at paying attention to people. And so when you pay attention to people, you know what they like or yeah. You're like how did how would you know to give that gift? Well, you got to pay attention. You got to. Yeah. They said something. They did something. They they mentioned something, and then you, that's like, man, that is phenomenal. I wish I could do that, man. I oh. mean, I can do it, but like I remember, I was asking you, like, yo, what do you drink again? I remember we were doing something like, man, I wish I could have just remembered that. You know, that yeah. would have been a just had a, the person's stuff right there. You know, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, so we're practicing. We're yeah, yeah, we're practicing, and these are people remember that kind of stuff and then you can come in later and say hey man we're fam like i want to do this business venture with you it creates goodwill mm -hmm. which is a currency that can be used for a lot of this stuff all right let's keep rocking we got uh, of course if you're doing this million dollar family mentality you have to have meetings and this might sound like the obvious mm -hmm. one i used to do more meetings when my kids were younger but it, it, it's not as strong as it used to be. But how can you build a million dollar family uh, without having meetings and regular ones, just like board meetings, even if it's once per month? So I did meetings. I was doing my meetings wrong because I did not have an agenda. And now these meetings become just fuck. Yeah, just talking, you know, just, talking. just talking. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Dad. Because you know I, I'm verbose, brother. I talk yeah. all the. I love to talk. Yeah, but, so, but no, yeah. to your point, you gotta you gotta have an agenda. Gotta bro. have an agenda. And regular, I think I feel like a regular meeting schedule is helpful. This is what I love about technology. You can have the meeting even if your kid is in college somewhere. Absolutely. All we gotta do is Facetime or we'll do yeah. some kind of video. So there's just the meetings. Uh, we talk about systems and processes. Now, I know people out there, when people start talking one. about processes, you might shut down. But all we're saying is to get your family to the next level, we're suggesting that you kind of examine, like, how do we do things? Yeah. Like, how do we get the meal prepared at night? How do we go about washing I like clothes? That. You know, how do we shop? So here's where my wife, the visionary, changed the way that we shop. Like, I hate going to the grocery store. 
Yeah. Well, now we just mess with Instacart. I don't have to go to the grocery store anymore. That one thing changed the way that I think about shopping. I can just click it online and we get it delivered. Cool. That's a system. It's a process. Um, the other thing I want to touch on, it, oh, I want to get to this comment, Nicole. The visionaries were silenced a while back and we are living the ripple effect. Nice to see it returning. Yeah, a good visionary will change your life. No question. Hmm. Uh, outsourcing. This is another thing that my wife brought to the table. Like, yeah, I love yo, this. We could get people to clean, cook. And it's not that we're not going to do any of it ourselves, but at certain times, it does make sense to outsource and maybe bring somebody else in so that you can focus on the million dollar business, which is yeah. the family. What do you think about the outsourcing? I think that's that's huge. Um, I value time. Uh, so having and saving time. And I think this is a great way to be just more efficient. There's just certain. For example, I don't like doing laundry right and part of it is because i'm the person i need it all done in a setting i want it washed dried folded and put away i mm. cannot live out of bags i cannot live out the out the dryer i can't li- you know what i mean so yeah it takes and so it's it i found that you got one washer one dryer you got six seven loads that's a day for me that's yeah. a whole day it's right. it it makes it so much easier just to find a make sure you just earn the money to send it out and then I drop it off and I just go pick it up and it's done and all I got to do is put it away. There you go. Put it away and it yeah it's more organized. It saves me time. Cooking. I tried meal preps. Um, yeah. The only reason I don't do meal preps anymore because I saw the sodium count content. And uh, it just was blew my mind. I was like, I cannot, I cannot health wise afford meal preps. It's mm-hmm. not the money. It's health wise. It's too much sodium. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, we have a cleaning service that comes in once a month. You know what I mean? That helps. It that gets helps. those corners. Get the stuff that I don't, you know, stuff I don't pay attention to. Right. Absolutely outsourcing, man. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with. It. I think sometimes initially we're like, man. We- you know, you're getting somebody to come clean. Yeah, right. because we're focused on a larger vision. Going back to that word vision, we have a bigger outcome in mind than maybe we did 10 years ago. Um, I had some, I, I, you going to move to another topic? No, no, go ahead. Because I had somebody I met many years ago that um, I was talking to. He was, he was, he is, still is a very, very wealthy individual. Laugh at me when I was talking to him about, you know, success, being wealthy and having kids and rate, like trying to be a dad. And he laughed at me. It was like, no, he was intentionally laughing at me. Like you fool. How you going to spend time raising your kids and trying to be successful? You can't do it. Wow. I was like, so he was like, he sends his kids to like boarding school, you know, because he's outsourcing that they come home on weekends, come home on holidays or whatever. Yeah. Because he's trying to build that business. He's trying to build something. You know, I was just like, dang. I've thought of that more of late, this boarding school thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get that now. Like, before I'm like, how could you send your kid away? I'm, I'm starting to think about that a little more, right? Because this it's, you know, I'll just say to the audience, don't, let's not be so quick to dismiss that one. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, you got to do your due diligence, but I can kind of see now why someone might do that for sure. You want to speak yeah, to Mike's comment? Yeah, you need the money for that lifestyle, right? So it's just like if you did a startup, um, Mike, as you know, you got to go out and find the money to fund the venture. And so in this conversation, the venture is the family. So it might mean getting a better job. It might mean working two or three jobs. It might mean working a nine to five and having a business on the side. But you create a budget and figure out how much is it going to cost for us to get to where we're trying to go. And then you get these sources to the budget, the job, another business, whatever it is. And, and that that's just what it is. That's just business one on one for the family. Because ain't no shortage of money out here. Money's out here. The money is out ain't here. No There's shortage creative of money. ways you can barter with people to get stuff done. You do this for them. They do that for you so it can get done. I want to talk about something else. When we go to project manager, um, we talk about for, uh, Trello. I want to talk about Trello real quick, which is a project management tool. So my wife and I, we use Trello to manage our family. So all Trello is, and you probably have some other app or thing that you use, but all it is is a tool that basically lays out what needs to be done, who's going to do it, and by what date. Now, why is this efficient for my wife and I is because we don't have to spend a lot of time revisiting conversations, too. Mm. It's like we already talked about this. It's on the Trello mm, board. That's huge. Right? You said you were going to get this done by this date. Now, do we miss dates and stuff still? Sometimes, but I feel like more times than not, we save a lot of time and things get done in an efficient manner. That's dope. That's Trello. dope. So it's other stuff out there. I don't know the names of them, but find a way to manage what needs to be done in your family. And that'll help you get to that million dollar family faster. Yeah. Systems yeah. and processes. Oh, shared calendars. So that's right. Oh, that yeah, we do that now. Yeah, the, yeah. That helps yeah. a lot that's, too. So and I'll Look, That's a good thing. Like man, we send hey, our son to the doctor in a few days, we put it on the calendar. You know, it saves a lot of extra talking. Listen, I swear by my calendar. Yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get more people on that. Like, put Google Calendar. Everybody got a well, not everybody. If you have a Gmail, if you use Gmail, you should be using your Google Suite. It's free. Get used to putting it on the calendar invite people to the yeah, invite people to the event save you a lot of like, except, uh, uh, invite, the same thing we got to take my son to the do doctor my lady put it on the calendar right so you know it's going down it's nothing it, it just saves a lot of heartache i'm telling you shared calendar is a big yeah. deal yeah big deal yeah. So that's another system, another process. Yours, Mike. I'd love to know in the comments what those of you out there like Mike and Nicole, what you're doing in your family in terms of systems and processes. We can learn from each other. But these we're just scratching the surface. These are just some of the things that we do um, to keep our family moving forward. So I believe, Stu, now this is our part one. I think we've covered what we wanted to cover for today. Do you have any closing thoughts on this million dollar family conversation man you just you just changed you changed my life up so for the audience you know uh hold on before i get to that i'm gonna talk okay boom mike tyler says yeah uh, <laughs> uh, he used the google calendar but his company is forcing uh them to utilize outlook online okay. very effective same same thing cool yeah 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, man, listen. So I want the audience to know, Eric and I come. Well, Eric is the Eric is the visionary. He this is. I tell people this all the time. I'm his. I'm his assistant. I'm his co. I'm the co. Uh, host. I'm riding on this journey with Eric. I'm helping him keep this plane in the air for sure. Oh, this is Eric. Co-CEO. 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 Okay. Right. So Eric comes up with the, you know, he leads the conversation and what the topics will be. And today, and many times we, we talk through all the episodes, but this is a topic season one, I'm mean, season five, episode one, Eric took this on his, himself. So I'm, I came in today very much or, you know, within the last 24 hours, just getting the show notes, not really knowing what, where Eric's head was about this. So I just received a lot of life game today. Thank you for bringing this to the forefront. This is game changing. I feel like this is stuff I can apply today, right now. I don't have to wait. This ain't no, I'm going to start this on Monday. My wheels are turning right now. Thank you for bringing this up, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for having this conversation with me. I've learned some things from you as well. And that's just the beauty of what we're trying to do with this platform. We're just trying to have some different conversations or add on to some conversations that might already be out there. Like we said, this conversation is out there, but we just haven't seen it with people who look like us yet, particularly black men. So we're just trying to put this out in the universe and it's it's life game. Life game. All right, man, we got a few more things to do before we, we end up our, our first episode of season five. So we got a new segment Okay. that Big Stu don't even know about. I don't even know what this is, y'all. You know what I mean? I wish I had the horns and all of that, but, you know, I'm not that tech-snappy <laughs> like Big Stu. But That'll be in the audio. That'll be in post-production in the audio. All right, the gunshots and something, you know. No doubt, no doubt. So I hope Stu is a fan of this, but we'll see. You know, I like to take risks here and there. So you all know we typically do characters from corporate, which is cool. That's an opportunity for people to get feedback. We'll get, to, get to the mic a little bit more, E. Get to the oh, mic yeah. Though. As you know, we you know we do have a, um, a segment called Characters in Corporate that gives people an opportunity to give their little their stories about corporate and get some feedback from us. We got the actual factuals. Stu's moment of transparency, things like that. So today we drop in a new segment. It's called Tales from the Startup. Tales from the, the startup. startup. Tales from the Startup. Okay. Okay. Right. So remember Tales from the Hood. Uh, Tales from the Crip. Yep. Tales from Tales the Hood. From the Startup. Tales right. from not the startup, but Tales yeah. the. Tales from the startup. Yeah, okay. Tales from the startup. Brand new segment. It's a brand new segment. And and guess what, Stu? This falls in our wheelhouse because tales from the startup is people sharing their stories of starting up companies. Wow. And so these people are coming from all over the world, and they're letting us know about their company, and and they got a specific situation that they want to get our feedback on, man. Wow. So let's let's do the first one. So this is the first tales from the startup. Uh, we are coming to you. This is uh, he says, "Hi, I'm a 39 year old black man from Boston, Massachusetts. 
Wow, I don't think we ever had somebody. I don't hear a lot of black people unless they play for the Celtics. Yeah, the home of New Edition, Bobby Brown, and all those cats. All right, he says uh, Gen X represent. I uh, heard about this new segment and I wanted to write in. My wife and I started a tech startup about a year ago. We have a business plan and what we believe to be a unique solution to an old problem. All right, it's cool. However, we've gotten stuck because, because after having the wireframe to our app developed, we ran out of cash to invest in the business. Now, for those of you who might not be familiar with a wireframe, it's just like, um, it's the prototype, sort of the prototype for you building an app. So like an app that you use to go to your bank account or whatever, it's like the first stages of building out an app. Uh, so they built the wireframe, so they probably spent a little money to have that done. And then they ran out of cash to invest in this tech startup. We are not sure what to do. Uh, we don't know if we should keep moving, even though we don't have any more funds for app development. My wife thinks that we should keep going, but I'm not so sure. Okay, so that's our first tale from the startup. So mm. student got a tech startup out of um, Boston. This is a husband and wife team. They got the wireframe developed, which is the initial stage, but then they ran out of money. So we both know that building an app is extremely expensive. Sometimes it can cost upwards to like $200,000. And they're basically saying, should we stop or how do we move forward since we ran out of money in the central part of the business is an app? What should they do? I feel like, I feel like, um, this is low hanging fruit for, you know, it's like, do I have to answer this? E? Like, why y'all questioning this? Like, do, man, because I've seen this personally in my own practice. People let this stop them all time. They're so worried about the app. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it depends. I guess the question. Okay. So then the question, like, how bad do you want it? Like, how much do you believe in it? You ran out of money and now you giving up? You got to keep going to get your bread back. Right. You got to, that's the investment piece. You can't, you, so. Uh, let's give them some. Let's give them some. Heck, let's give them something to chew on. So hey, what should they do? You got to keep going, man. You got to double down, bro. You got to, I mean, well, okay. No, no. What you, what you should do is really have an honest conversation with yourself and with your partner about the viability of this idea, right? You really, you got to get to the people, figure out if it's worth it. If you're thinking about giving up now, I mean, how many times have I run out of money in my startup phase, right? And wanted to quit. It was a time I went back to work, you know? And I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm look, Nicole said it. Commit to the outcome. Come on, man. Come on, oh, I, I thank you because I ain't want to have to. It's like a no brainer to me. Like, what is you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, so you ran out of money. So what? Money, there is no, ain't even no such thing as running out of money. It really is not. I mean, yeah, I, but no, because there's enough money in the world. There's money out here, right? And if it's not money, you know, leverage your resources or something like. How, how 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 viable is it? How bad do you want it? How how viable is it? And how bad do you want it? Love and then do what you need to do to get to the next level. So that's right. That, I, my, my heart is hurt that 
we <laughs> my heart is hurt that we wasting time on this question, man. Say, what should we even talk? Do I even have to answer this? Do I even have to answer this? <laughs> Commit to the outcome. I'm going to give a little. I love Stu's answer, and I believe in Stu's answer. I've had to live by that. I'm going to also give a technical response to this. So my thing is this: you and your wife got this company. More times than not, and people will argue me down about this, even past people I partner with, you don't necessarily need an app to launch this idea. Let's not forget how powerful a website can be. Yes, Let's is. not forget how powerful a store can be online, a yeah. Shopify or whatever. Let's not forget how powerful social media is when they have the little shops built into the platform. So my thing is going to be really, really ask yourself, do we have to have an app to move forward with this company or do we just want one? Right. Now, I personally have never seen a case, again, people will argue me down about this, where you had to have an app. Get you a beautifully designed website and trick it out. Take that. So you had, you need a buck 60 to do the app. Take 10, 10 racks and do a beautifully designed website. I guarantee you, you can still go out and solve this problem for your potential clients and customers. Man, that's why. Prove me wrong. That, that's why That's why we are who we are. Thank you for, because I was stuck over there, but you are absolutely right. And one proof of that is musicspool.com. Living example. Living example. We, 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 we desire to be an app. We have a, a app on the Google Play Store, but it started out as a web app, a website, a web app. That's right. You gotta, so and that's where it started. That's where it started. So thanks, Eve, for saying because I, I was I was I was emotional about the question. No, you answered it very- beautifully. It, you know, as we know, business has a lot of different components. There's an emotional side. There's a technical piece. And I feel like we we address both. And yeah, music's pool. Music's pool. Dive in, right? So you can go dive in on this website right now and get some really, really quality emerging music from emerging artists that you probably never heard before. Now, what if Stu and his team just waited to have an app? Yeah, and you got be. all this music being housed and streamed on Music's Pool, and you sitting around waiting for it. It's already out. So here's go to musicspool.com and check out what they did, and ask you and your wife, can we do the same thing? I don't care what industry you're in. Can yeah. you take the same strategy and get this business and move forward? All right. Yeah, so that's man. our first tales that's from great. the startup. What'd you think about that? That was huge, man. I love it. I love tales from the startup. All right. Good. I thought you might like that, you know, get yeah. a professional background. So we'll keep getting more submissions for people. If you're out there, submit something. You don't have to give your name. Just tell us where you're from and give us a general idea of the situation, and we'll chop it up and try to give you some game. Man, this has been a great episode, Stu. It has been. So far, so good, man. We rounding home base. Uh, I want to say thank you again, brother, for your partnership. Definitely shown and proved to be fam. You know, when I had this vision for this show, I shopped it around with a lot of friends. You know what I mean? But they wasn't necessarily fam. So I appreciate you being fam. And we actually built a platform. And this bugs me out still. This is listen to. I'm not saying this to brag because we have a lot of room to grow. But to have something that's being listened to globally. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. That's something that's that I could have only, I didn't have that vision initially. I just wanted to get the conversations out. So thank you for that. We are in our fifth season. We're going to try to make this the best one. Who do we have today is our pool artist outro. Hey, man. We have an artist, a group, you know, a duo, a rap duo called King Drive. King Drive. How That's dope. They got to be from the shot, right? They're from the shot. Although <laughs> most although most inner cities, black inner cities, got a King, King got an MLK Drive somewhere. That's true. That is true. And so it's a double entendre on that. Yeah, they I don't even think they from King Drive quite. I know they I know they from Inglewood. Okay. From so Inglewood. that's that ain't even by they ain't even off King Drive, but to have that King Drive. No doubt. Whether it's Martin Luther King or just the drive of a king. Right. You no, know, that's they they got something going on. We're gonna listen to a song today from them called Cash Galore. Cash Galore from King Drive on musicspool.com. Yeah, so here we go. Check it out. I'm a one-man army, AR-15, the hometown hero, but made for the big screen. Smooth like Billy D, move like Willie D. And you ain't gotta shed tears for me, but just remember me. I'm Warren G, Warren Buffett, was born hustling and count ducats, throwing seats in the warm bucket. Look, I got my own agenda, blowing trees that's grown in Denver. For me, it's no retreat and no surrender. It's blocks that I rolled on. Yeah. That I stole on, French colon. Niggas shot me, I had my gold on. Remember one one night tried to rob me, I kept my coat on. But learn one lesson, go hard or either go home. It's wolves in the liquor store, sharks in the pulpit. I knew that I was meant for more, but this is that bullshit. Look, the setbacks that I suffer just made me tougher. Plus a better hustler. Money, I never get enough. I got to have it. Money and power, cash galore. Watch a nigga get this bag and add some more. I gotta have it. Money and power, cash galore. Watch a nigga get this bag and add some more. Man, that's they gotta go to musicspool.com to hit the rest of that. Man. I need to go to music pool. I'm a, I hope they don't get offended by this, but that that uh one of those cats they make me think about how Kanye used to spit. Wow. That just that cadence, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna go back and listen to that. Man, that whole album. So that's an example of what you can hear on musicspool.com. You ain't never heard King.